Welcome everybody to episode 95 of Door Tunes. So obviously I'm your host Pete and this week we have a fantastic guest. The stars are finally aligned. We've been trying to do this for quite some time. Um, I'll get them to introduce themselves. <laughs> yeah, hi, I'm Petri Alanko. I'm composer and um, sound designer and producer every now and then. So that's, those are my hobbies basically. <laughs> So, Patrick, thank you again for being part of the show. It's a real honour to have you on. Um, we've got a lot to talk about, really. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, nice things. One of the things we're going to start with, and I kind of usually kind of bring this up at the beginning for everyone, is how did you get to where you are at the moment? Like, did you, like, a lot of everybody has a different way that they've done it. So some people might have done it, like they've gone to college, university and studied music there or, Hmm. Yeah, well, um, I started the usual way, uh, which means that <laughs> my grandmother took me to uh, a friend of hers, and she basically dragged me there without me actually wanting to go there. And since they have a lot of business in the kitchen and so forth, they decided maybe it's good for me to be where I am in the living room. And they put on a record, which happened to be um, um, some ar arias from operas sung by um, Madame Callas, Maria Callas. And um, <clears throat> there was a, a high-pitched section where she basically sang one note and then started descending down. Oh. And there was a piano in the living room. So I started banging the note, she kept singing, and I hit the right note, and when she descended, I hit the right note, and so forth. And then uh, the friend of my grandmother's came out of the kitchen and looked at me quite curiously and told my grandmother, um, uh, I think your grandson needs some special attention, which of course meant to my grandmother that I, I was some kind of... <laughs> and, 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 and but luckily she explained what what was going on and uh soon after that i found myself from you know having my first piano lesson basically i was five i guess okay. and my youth was and a preteen years basically were more or less uh colored and flavored by music um i was uh, studying in a conservatoire in in Lahti, Finland, and 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 uh, went there three to four times a week, and um, of course I had to do my school chores as well. So it was I was mostly running around the city and and, and traveling with bus, and and, and also the school uh, in which I went um, was uh, so called music heavy school. Uh, so we had basically two or three times the music lessons normal school would have. Okay. So oh, it was always the very integral part of, well, me. Until I graduated from high school, which is when I first started, uh, I don't know, question myself, questioning, maybe this isn't for me, I don't know. So I decided to start study theoretical physics, which okay. was, wow. Well, one cannot do anything more stupid than that because I was so lazy. I didn't basically, all the things I read were about music, were about art, were about, you know, photography, were about sculpting, painting, whatnot. And then I 
for some, I don't know what brain fart went through my skull. Then yeah. I decided, hey, this, this would probably be a good idea. Mm -hmm. and after three or four lectures given by a very gifted professor, uh, I, I, I quite quickly realized that, okay, this is going to end badly, <laughs> which is when I entered the, the second phase of my music life. And I ended up selling keyboards in a local uh, music shop in Jyväskylä, Finland. Mm -hmm. which is, uh, probably the back then, mm -hmm. because there was a, a fine, um, you know, general depression in Finland, and lots of people were unemployed and so forth. Mm -hmm. It was probably the worst choice ever. Nobody would buy anything, or if they would buy, they would be the cheapest shit there is. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't. Let's say that there are approximately 6.5 billion better salesmen than me. <laughs> <laughs> and I just couldn't lie to the customers. I, I couldn't say about some cheap Casio, this is exactly what you need. This will bring the orchestra yes. to your living room because it, it didn't. Yeah. And I was about to be unemployed after a week because <laughs> I kept telling the truth, uh -huh. which is what a guy came through a door into the shop and 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 he was looking for somebody to help him produce <clears throat> stuff in a studio mm. so we ended up discussing i had no idea who he was he he was really you know well, sounded like a bright and really uh, intelligent and 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 you know mm -hmm. i immediately clicked with him and Later that day, I called quits when it comes to, I, I decided to, you know, I, yeah. I took all my gear and took that to that guy's studio. And we started doing, you know, studio work. I, I did keyboard programming and, and did sounds to his synths and, and made a lot of sampling and helped doing arrangements and, and whatnot. I had lots of gear back then already. Everything I had ever earned during summer, you know, working in a factory during the mm -hmm. summer, every penny went to keyboards and synthesizers. And analog synthesizers back then, they were really cheap. You could buy, you know, a container full of stuff with just, you know, 5,000 Finnish marks or whatnot. I mean, less than 1,000 euro. <laughs> uh, and so I had lots of that. And one thing led to another. I, um, I was, I planned that I would be a studio rat, but unfortunately they dragged me on stage. Uh, that was a mistake because I enjoyed playing live so much that I actually, I, I still do it every now and then. Okay. Although, it's funny thing. I'm an introvert. I mm -hmm. really, I'm, I'm a serious case of introvert. And despite that, I enjoy being on stage, but not alone. Mm -hmm. There has to be friends around, or otherwise, it's 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 not for me. Yeah. And well, that happened, and uh, thing led to another, and we started producing more and more records, and somehow we became more or less like, um, I'm, I'm not saying we were so-called hit producers or anything fancy. Mm -hmm. Instead, we were like, you know, we, we did meat and, meat and potatoes things. And yeah. we did that really quickly. 
and it sounded quite okay. Um, huh. But at some point, I felt that okay, my partner was uh, keen on maintaining that level, and I was keen on developing myself. So uh, we eventually uh, um, went uh, different routes, different ways. He became a very famous voiceover artist, and I became composer and so forth. We are still friends. No tragedy, nothing like that. We had our own tracks to follow. And then um, at some point... Napster hit the world and basically brought everybody on their knees because suddenly people noticed that, hey, we can get this for free. Why should we pay for it? Mm-hmm. Which means that when you used to have a budget for, let's say, <clears throat> a certain amount of euros for uh, producing a single, side A and side B, and all of a sudden with that amount of money, you had to produce a whole album or 10 tracks. Mm-hmm. It, make any sense because uh, the prices had hiked up and and, and all the extra musicians they were more and more expensive and so forth so i decided okay this is going to end badly Uh and once again i started looking uh over the fence towards the greener grass and and i eventually started doing uh, so-called cross-media products Mm-hmm. And, and that led to uh, me doing um, music concepts for and audio branding for different companies. And that led to uh, me doing more, or more and more, uh, you know, different kind of marketing jobs and things like that. And all of a sudden, a friend of mine asks uh, if I would be interested in doing music for games. And I, I said, yeah. I knew Max Payne, and I, I'd, I'd been a gamer my, all my life. I've, I've had all Commodore 64s, Amigas, and so forth, all, all, all the consoles. I think I have some 20, 30 in my garage at the moment. I'll be over. <laughs> like all the shit. And the, this friend of mine used to work at Futuremark, uh, which owned or was owned by Remedy. I can't remember which way around it was. But anywho, they used to have um, um, uh, Christmas parties and so forth. They, you know, with the same yeah. same company or two companies in the same room and so forth. So he then, after one Christmas party, told me that, hey, maybe somebody calls you next week. And I was like, yeah, sure. Yeah, let's see. And they did. Okay. And that was basically the beginning of let's say the third uh phase of my what i would call a musical career and they required me to do music for a demo uh, where um a camera was flying over a valley and there was a river and everything and it was beautiful scenery and then the camera landed and there was a guy who stood out of a car and stood next to the car sort of leaning to it and looked at the city across the pond mm-hmm. and um, that was Alan Wake and that was basically um, I, I think they used that video to sort of um, get money or get the publisher or whatnot I don't know what happened but I was later uh, told that uh, how I 
was able to catch the nuances of the flight with a cello, that was the reason why they chose me over. I guess there was some German and then some somebody from the States doing music for that scene as well. But they probably chose me because of, well, I sort of, for some reason, it's always been easy for me to read the picture, especially moving picture. It's sort of, I hear sounds when I see that. Yeah. Yeah, I, so, I totally get it. That's, so, that's the... Uh, that was the moment that changed everything for you. Yes, basically, basically. There, 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 I, I'm, I used to sort of separate mm -hmm. sections quite drastically. Version 1 point was me in Lahti studying. Version 2.0 was me starting to learn the studio and touring thing and doing pop music and songwriting and this and that. And this is now version 3. And I, I, I sort of feel that it's... It's so important for me to develop the skills I have. Yeah. And that means that I'm, I'm, I'm sort of waiting for some new thoughts to appear in my head. And, and maybe at some point there will even be a version 4.0. I don't know. But I'm willing to say, I, I say this quite often, that if I die at 100 years old and I'm still the same as I'm now, that I, I probably have wasted all the energy and, you know, natural resources and whatnot. It, and everybody's time, including mine. And that would be not okay. So thinking on that, when you originally did Alan Wake, um, mm. and all the DLC, etc., has that process that you used or, or went through with composing for, for the game, has that changed at all from one and two? Or is it just kind of resource? It hasn't. Uh, I mean, um, somehow, um, I've always had this, I see picture, I hear music thing, uh, synesthesia. So, so some would say, and actually it is a form of synesthesia. And for me, for instance, certain chords have colors. And, and okay, let's not go there. <laughs> it's no, it's easier. Fine, no I, I totally get you. I totally get you. Um, I speak with, Joe from the flight quite a lot and we share music together because we're oh. very very similar in, in way that I hear music and it does other things to me like those pieces of music that will instantly make me cry you know yeah. I, I can hear you I can feel the emotion in the notes it's really yeah. strange to kind of explain but it's it, I really get synesthesia so yeah yeah yeah, that, yeah, that's uh, it. It sounds like that's form of it. Yeah, indeed. Uh, so, um, and 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 that hasn't changed. But what has changed throughout the years is that um, when I usually sort of had doubts mm -hmm. about my, um, you know, yeah, like the the quickness, you know, of the reaction, or or you know, it's. Uh, the intuition seemed to, I don't know, it seemed to work so quickly that I felt cheating, even. And I, I so originally, in the beginning, I forced myself doing a lot of versions of something in order to find what I really wanted. 
and then I realized that what I really want is the first thing I hear in my head when I see the picture. It took a while to sort of um, accept you, that. So, yeah. And, and then I, I started developing and building on that. It's uh, intuition leading to improvisation. And there comes the inspiration. And or then other way around intuition, inspiration, improvisation. Let's put it this way. This is sounds makes more sense. And and and, and, and uh, but it's um, funny when you sort of feel everything and you hear the song in your head. Like it's it's all done. It's there. It's all done. And yeah. I always think. I wish everybody could hear it right now. And then begins the... The process. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to say fucking process, but the, the, the insane amount of sitting down and, and, and yelling at the computer and yelling at the, you know, things can go wrong and you could basically have a beach ball on your screen if there is a plugin in your digital audio workstation which doesn't work mm -hmm. or is buggy or whatnot. So a lot of swearing is thrown in <laughs> throughout the process. But, but um, yeah. <laughs> and it still feels a little bit like cheating because uh, I'm basically, you I know that I've done something. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I know that I've done something in my head and then the physical process of of you know doing redoing it into real world version it feels like i'm copying something i'm stealing from, from somebody from yeah from myself and, uh, you're getting I, from here to there <laughs> and that's 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 what feels a little bit like cheating yeah. but i'm getting over it Little by little. And now when I did the final stages of Alan Wake 2 soundtrack, uh, it, it didn't bother me anymore. And I enjoyed the, the, the whole, you know, yeah. I don't know what's the exact word in English for Vuoristorata, but, you know, you go to amusement park and you go into this train and it, yeah. into the track and it goes like this. What's that thing called? Right. I'll have a think. But um, mm. it, I've, 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 I must admit, I'm playing Alan Wake 2 at the moment, and it's, it's terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I have to say that um, I, I tried playing it the other night, late at night. Yeah. And I have already forgotten all the frights. <laughs> I've seen all the cinematics, and I've seen the gameplay and everything. I know what's happening where. Yeah, honestly. It, it grabs you and takes you yeah. with it. And you forget, mm. and then oh, holy shit! <laughs> the, bit, the, the bits that get me are the little, the little tiny, like one and two second screams in black and white. They mm. Always come out of nowhere and always scare me to death. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Yeah, um, I um, one thing that I I did a few times was uh, the scene where Nightingale wakes up at the morgue. Yeah. You know, he's dead and he doesn't have a heart. And all of a sudden he sits there and grabs somebody by their neck and throws around the, 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 the room. Mm -hmm. And when that happened, and although I knew, okay, this is the moment, this is where it happens. And I had my 
headphones on. Holy shit. That was that was really scary. I mean, the sound designer guys at Remedy, they are so insanely brilliant. And all the rain and all the wind in the trees. Why would you play your own game with what? headphones on? You know, why would you play it with headphones on? <laughs> uh, I don't trust my living room's uh, acoustics. That's huh. what it, uh, <laughs> it's it's rather echoey. Okay. And 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 my my headphones, uh, which I'm using, they are actually really really good, and they. Uh, transfer the you know five point one seven point one point four point point three point one four one five nine two six really well and and yeah. they are re- like the the sound quality is magnificent so I trust my trust the old headphones yeah. slightly more than my usual hi fi speakers have to admit, yeah I have a pair of um, both Quiet Comfort too and oh, man I love those they go everywhere with me everywhere um by the way speaking of headphones um um these that i'm wearing at the moment grado are uh, three two five i don't know how long i have had these but mm-hmm. if i'm doing music and i really need to know what's where in the mm-hmm. sound fi- sound field and i'm not able to use speaker system these are the only ones i really trust okay I've had a pair, I guess this nice. but I, I think I, I bought my first pair right when they were available in Finland. <laughs> so many, many decades ago. <laughs> so, but the, the sound is abso- absolutely, you know, yeah. it's uh, bewitching, so to say. So with Alan Wake 2, how long did you actually have spend on composing it? I did. Oh, to be honest, um, there is a scene for which the music was done in 2004, mm-hmm. in August 2004. Mm-hmm. I'll return to this slightly later. But when Alan Wake 1 was done, uh, I started composing for a sequel in 2011. Oh, wow. So, so first, first, first things for this one were done already in 2011. There are only two pieces that I did back then. But each time we tried to sort of uh, wake wake from death, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I always did a few new tracks. So I, I've more or less composed, um, let's say, approximately a dozen tracks between 2011 and when the production finally began. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Uh, so, um, But the majority of the work uh, concentrated in the past three years or so, I guess. I I did something in 2019 already. I knew that it's going to be, we are going to do that. Yes. But 2020 was the first year when I really worked on that and that only. Yes. But um, now we get back to the, to the 2004, August, mm track um, the piece that was done for the first Alan Wake as a demo my, my you know yeah. entrance demo um, they never used that in Alan Wake 1 and it sort of um, kept uh, you know hearing yeah it, it, it appeared every now and then but there, there was never 
how, how would I say, never adjust the right scene for that piece. Mm. And then uh, I saw the first version of a cinematic where Alan Wake is, uh, after all these monstrous events, he's basically himself, back to himself again, and he's driving a car to Bright Falls. And I, I knew immediately that we have to try if I could fit that in there. And <laughs> I, I just opened the old sequence I had done in 2004 and replaced a lot of instruments, of course. All the plugins had changed and all, you know, all the sound libraries had, had turned into better versions of themselves. And so there was a huge renovation. I basically redid that, but the notes are what I used to put in back in 2004. And then I dragged the clip on my timeline and pressed play. <laughs> it almost uh, brings tears to my eyes, but when the Alan Wake notes are played in that cinematic, they appear exactly... Oh, sorry. No. Holy shit. They appear exactly where Alan stood out of the car. Yeah. So I decided that, okay, this is the sign. We have to do this. And <laughs> I kept my head through quite a few cinematic reviews uh, because we were doing a horror game and uh, a lot of stuff needed to be much more tighter and, and, and dynamic. And they really had to emphasize, emphasize the horror. They really had to bring in uh, you know, they did. <laughs> chill. Yeah, they do. Mm -hmm. But I sort of felt that if there's only slapping, it mm. doesn't, you know, it stops feeling like slapping. You have to caress a little bit. You have to hug the gamer once mm. and then keep on slapping again. So, <laughs> good, good slap. Oh, well, oh, well. I have yes. to admit that when I've been playing it, there's been pieces of music and I've just literally been playing and just stopped. Because it was really beautiful, mm. really, really beautiful. Um, I felt the it was such a good ac accident, so to speak. Yeah, I, I, I really had to, you know, I again I felt like cheating, <laughs> of course, because it it felt so easy. But I don't know if if it works there and it fits there, why not use it there? Yeah. In other words, so. Uh, do you yep. think that you're going to do some? Well, obviously, we, in this industry, we've got loads of NDAs. Do you think you'll continue to work it within the games industry? <sighs> I, I, if it's, uh, if it's only you know, me, I, I'm. If they ever do Alan Wake three or four or five hundred and ten, <laughs> I would love to be with them. Yeah. As well. I, 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 I sort of feel that the, there is so many things still left in my head because we have leftovers, lots of good, really good leftovers from Alan Wake too. Like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> but we we just didn't have the right spot for those. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, let's well, that's say... not to say that it's not going to happen in the future because as you said, you had that piece from 2004 and it's in a game that was released in 2023. 
Yeah, yeah. And 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 of course, most likely there are going to be DLCs. So yeah. obviously something like that is going to going to happen. So yeah. I would like to use a few tricks in my sleeve for those. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what Sam and the other guys have planned, but knowing what Sam can do, mm-hmm. we I guess we both know by now yeah. what is in his what what's inside his head. It's it's like a little bit like Scrooge McDuck diving into you know <laughs> into the morning, yeah, <laughs> yeah, swimming among the coins. It's it's like it's a wonderland in his head. So I'm I'm eagerly waiting what is going to happen next because uh, there are lots of different paths yeah. that we are able to walk with Alan Wake as a as an IP yeah and especially knowing that well now that the game plus mm-hmm. has just oh, yes. yeah, yeah. I think it it will be is it already like available or yeah it, and it can or it's coming out on Monday or something. Or... Oh, okay. So definitely yeah. around. But um, that's going to open, let's say, quite a few routes and paths mm-hmm. for people. They, I'm, I'm quite sure that they are, <laughs> they are quite astonished at the latest turns. Yeah. So do you think now that Alan Wake Two is out, um, you think it's time to rest? little you, sorry do you think it's I'm... time for you to rest a little no <laughs> i i, I that I've, was a I've, trick question to be fair <laughs> uh, i've tried uh vacationing and it's not exactly uh i can't cut out my brain no i can't i can't silence my head and there's uh, a lot every, of music inside uh yeah everywhere i go i used to uh, i i go ears first mm-hmm. Hear stuff, and I start thinking. Okay, this could be usable. That could be usable. I, I have a field recorder in my car, mm-hmm. just in case. Because if I, you know, refill at the gasoline stop, and I hear something like something screeching or keeping interesting sound, mm-hmm. I grab my recorder and steal that sound. <laughs> and and uh, I, because I'm constantly working, or it's not actually, it's not working. It's yeah. just that I'm so insanely interested in sound mm. and music and stuff like that. It's, uh, I, I can't, it's a little bit like, why are you breathing? Well, because that's something I do. Um, for me, music is like breathing. Yeah. No, I totally get you. I totally, totally get you. A long time ago, I was going to go into sound production, um, but then my dad was like, no, do something sensible. <laughs> so I ended up going to college mm-hmm. for a year doing business studies and uh, dropping out. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's almost Christmas. So Merry Christmas to you and, and all of yours. I just want to say a massive thank you for spending the time today. It's been really, really a pleasure. Um, and I know it's taken us a while to kind of, you know, slot and get there, but we did. <laughs> Let's do part two at some point. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, that would be an absolute pleasure. Hmm. So, yes, just say thank you, everybody. Um, hopefully, we'll see you in the new year. Um, that's hmm. the end of this week's show. Thank you. Yep. See you.